Good afternoon, everyone, and you're welcome to the seminar on maintaining mental wellness in the midst of the crisis. I would like to be sure that everyone can hear me. So please, the chat box is open. If you can hear me, just kindly give a thumbs up. And if you can't hear me, if you have an issue with your network, just indicate with the, with the high five so that we know. And if you can just respond, please just say hi, just say hi. So we know those that are with us. If your network is breaking, just disconnect and try again. So the chat box will be open um, as more people are coming in. We're expecting more people to come in, but the chat box will be open for, we want this to be very interactive as much as possible. So we'll be needing your comments and your questions. So after um, the session, we will take questions. So you can be writing your questions in the chat box or note them down. We will give room for questions after our speaker is done with the section. So, okay, I'm getting a couple of hi here. Okay, this is good. Yeah, Pastor Femi can hear me. Doom can hear me. Okay, Pastor Kerry can hear me. Okay, I believe a majority of people can hear me. Okay. So just as I said um, earlier on, the seminar is on mental health. And as we know, we all know what is happening in our society today, a lot of things are going awkward. I saw a statistics in, in America that the rate of crime increased with the rate of violence on TV. That means that, you know, people are not conscious of what is happening around them. They are not very conscious. They don't know that their subconscious mind is assimilating all of these things. And the more havoc, the more trouble, the more fight that is happening around, something is happening to our subconscious mind. And if we're not very careful and very, very specific on how to deal with them, the effect afterwards can be very devastating, can be very dangerous. And so that's why one of the reasons why we're having Mr. Samuel Adebowale, who will be taking us through this session to help us to maintain a mental well-being in the midst of the crisis. So please, as I said, let's make this interactive. Just drop your comments and your questions in the chat box as we roll. So please, you can send the link to your friends and family and um, invite them on. As I speak, we have um, Timilene in the house. We have Grace, we have Kenneth, we have Murayo, we have Doom, we have um, Pastor Tooks, we have Pastor Kerry, we have um, Pastor Femi in the house. Okay, so um, very soon we're bringing up the guest minister that will be taking us on this session. So once again, if you can hear me, just say hi in the chat box. Just, just say hi. 
If you're following me, just say hi, just say hi. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Sadung. Thank you, um, Kene. Thank you, Pastor Tooks. Thank you, Pastor Kewe. Thank you, Pastor Femi. Okay, so um, also like to inform us that we're live on Facebook. So as much as possible, every distraction around, try to stay in a place that is quiet, that your voice, um, there will not be noise at the background so that everybody can hear you. Okay, um, our guest minister is not on now. Would I bring him up? I think we lost no, why? maybe we lost him. Maybe I hope it's not network that is having um is network that is having issues. Network. Oh. Okay, so um I wait for him to come off. He's back on now, but is is um volume and video is not yet on. So, okay. Yeah. I know we're going to be having issue with the network, but so please let us. Once we have those issues with the network, let's just try as much as possible to manage the situation. Um. Okay, so before we bring him, um, before he comes up, Hello, can, can we all hear me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I said before he comes up, please just send out the link to as many as possible your friends so that they, they can join in this wonderful session. You know, most, uh, most young people today don't know the importance of uh, having a good mental well-being. It's very, very vital and very, very key to a lot of things we do. A lot of things in our in our life is hanged on this. So let's share the opportunity out to as many people that we can. Because um, seminars like this can be very expensive if you want to pay for it, but we're getting it free on a platter of gold. So let's um try to invite as many people as possible. Just send out a link on your status so that um share this opportunity with people. I think he's back. He's yeah, back. Okay. He's back on now. Okay. Good afternoon, Mr. Adebowale. Somewhere. 
Can you hear me, sir? Good afternoon. I can hear you. Good afternoon. Okay. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, sir. Okay, sir. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mr. Debowale, um, somewhere is a professional counselor and a mental health and abuse is in he is into counseling in mental health and abuse in addiction recovery. Is also the pastor and the coordinator of our CCG Seed Family Counseling Department. And it's a great pleasure to have him with us this afternoon. Thank you so much for this opportunity to listen to you, sir. Bless God, and it's an honor for me to be here. All right, sir. Okay, sir. The floor is yours, sir. You can go on. All right. Um, my name is Samuel Adibwale. I am a professional counselor and a psychotherapist. Because the field of professional counseling is quite wild, I think wide, I mean, my core is mental health. Mental health, abuse, trauma, and addiction recovery. So all of these things have to do with how the mind works and how the mind dissuades information when it comes to addiction, trauma, and abuse. So those are my core. And I could handle other things, say, marriage, relationships, and other sphere of um, professional counseling. So that is actually my core at the moment. And um, well, I here to talk about mental health. And mental health is something that we all need to come to the awareness of. So I'll start by saying that everybody, every one of us are responsible for the state of our mental health. So I'll describe it to you. Physical pains are what people can see and can be treated. Doctors can diagnose it and treat it. But mind pains are, are things that no one else can see or understand harder than you that is in the picture. And that's why it's very important that the first step to take in, my, in maintaining your mental health to talk to someone, express exactly the way you feel. Now, because we are in a religious climate, we also have this mindset of take it to Jesus, talk to God, you'll be fine. You know, we speak a lot of Christianity, God bless you, it is well. It is not well if we're not bringing help. So, for example, someone walks up to me and say, I'm hungry. I can't tell that person you'll be still in Jesus' name. I need to go and look for food. Jesus fed 5,000 people. He didn't say, oh, yeah, everybody be filled. He made a provision. So making a provision means taking a step and action. So the first, the second action is accepting that you have a mental health challenge and that it can be fixed and you can get help. That is number one. Number two is there are various types of mental health challenges that we have. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, depression. We have quite a um, postpartum, there are types of depression, postpartum depression for women, personality disorder, anxiety disorders, a lot of them. So how do you how do you know if you have mental health challenges? It's simple, simple addiction, simple things that you do. The first thing is if things do not fit up with you um, easily, okay, start in a very simple way. If you live in a stressful environment with high stressor, for example, if you live in Lagos, you have to sit in traffic for a long time. You have to hurry everywhere. It's a access 
how well you are, how you need help, what and what you should do, change of lifestyle. You know, I'll get to maintaining it. Then there are, there are other symptoms you look at. It's in a flex. There are times that you find people that are extremely happy and people that are sad. So there are some there are, there are, there are times you see people, uh, people that it comes in appetite. You see someone has experiencing loss of a loss of appetite. The person does not eat well, and then you find someone eating more. So I've had um, clients where she says, um, as soon as I find myself eating excessively, I know there's a problem. And and that line goes, as soon as I find myself not eating as much, there's a problem. So you have to be sensitive to not the flex. It happens in a flex, and it has to do with the person's temperament. So if someone is the um, introvert, which would most likely, um, likely have the, uh, the phlegmatic and the melancholic type of temperament, people do not talk, they don't go out, they don't express themselves. So it's always hard to figure out lifestyle changes. So if you have a friend that, lost, that has lost interest in things that you should excite them, movies, going out, attending events, it is a challenge. Of course, money can be a major cost of mental health, can, can bring about depression. So if you're constantly having loss of funds, short of funds in things you need to have, you know, so there are, there are tons and tons of symptoms that people should look out for. Loss of weight, increase in weight. Like I said, there are two um, flexes, you know, that you, you, you find them. And I like a case where you stay sensitive to yourself and know what and what you should avoid. Of course, one other um, factor is your immediate environment, your family, the people you, you live with, what they say, the lifestyle there, how it, how it um, triggers your emotion. It's very, if you live in places that are quiet and calm, you're most likely to think clearly, you're most likely to take things easy, you're most um, likely to be careful about making decisions. But if you live in a place that is noisy, where the people around you are hostile, they're always saying negative words, throwing it to you back and forth, it should definitely dampen your spirit and, and, and of course, um, affect your disposition to things. So I can say that environment, and this thing has started with the basic unit of the family. Now, there are, major, there are three major things that are responsible for uh, the mental health challenges that we would have. It's either number one, it is hereditary. So there's someone in the family or, or there are issues in the family of mental health challenges. So um, uh, offspring can inherit it from generation to generation. The other um, one is sudden change of life events, loss, accidents that can happen, terminal diseases. That can happen, you know, people with people that fell ill suddenly and became terminal disease like diabetes, like HIV, you know, like cancer, could versus. And finally, um, like I said earlier, environment stressors can happen via any other means around you. So these are things that can cause mental health challenges to people. Now, to young people today, um. This is fall in the category, but what is going to young people like us today is the environment that we are in. The challenge is the economic um, uh, state 
of the nation, the 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 the, the, the events that surround where we live, basically. I'm trying to make it very simple for us to understand and get. You know, family issues, family troubles, church issues, church troubles. We won't leave that out. Can trigger mental health challenges in people. You know, uh, examination failures, negative life events generally. Negative life events generally can trigger mental health challenges, and there are diverse types of them. You know, of course, we have learning disabilities too that are also types of mental health challenges. So, for me to be able to address this issue carefully, I'm just going to go on a broad spectrum. So, maintaining a a mental health. Uh, um, how, how do I rephrase that that topic now? Maintaining a healthy mental. I'm going to say it that way. At this time and age, number one is your responsibility. Number two is what you eat, your lifestyle, what you eat, what you drink. It's very uh, important. Number four is reaching out, talking to someone, taking a step. Everybody would necessarily not reach out to you. But you have to reach out to people that will listen to you and help you. The major type of people that I think you should first speak to are people you know will listen to you. And of course, professional counselors. Well, well, the 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 country, the people, Nigeria is fast embracing um, professional counseling these days. So you can speak to a counselor who would understand what you're going through, where you are, and the help that you need. But I won't say it again. It is one hundred percent your personal responsibility. But you must first take a step to reach out to someone and talk. Even if it's in the church, people you can trust, people you know that when you talk to them, your story will, will not become an evening news. People that will listen to you and will have your back. Those are part of um, the things you, you need to put in place. Number two is eating healthy, exercise. Even if you have health issues that you can't do exercise, you can't go out, one of the things you can do is to take a walk. Like for me, the days where I'm overworked, I'm tired. One of the major things I do as a person is I take a walk in the evening where I exhale. Where I exhale, where I, I let out the heat, the vent. You know, just take a walk, a long walk. It could be as long as four or five kilometers an evening. I just keep walking. And before I know it, I'm relaxed, I'm good to go. And I can go back home, refreshed. Always make out time to exhale. Deal with those bad emotions. If you're going through a crisis, you've lost a loved one, please cry. Don't bottle up your emotions. Cry the cry. If you need to shout, go to a quiet place. Go to a place like the field, places where you would attract so much attention. Scream. Let out that vent. Now, stop the habit of suppressing your, your emotion, how do you feel, and how you feel. Stop that habit. It out. Your your mind is like a bottle of water. It needs to be emptied and filled every now and then. You can't keep putting liquid in it. One day the bottle might give way, or the or, or the part would give way. So learn to deal with those negative emotions properly. Even if it's in the church, one thing I do is if somebody does something that I do not like, I walk up to them. I tell them this is what you have done. I don't like it. This is what I'm thinking you should have done. I say. 
clearly. I say it in a friendly way, and I say it calm. For example, I'll give you an example. Okay, I'll pick a name here. I'm saying on the screen, Brother Isaiah. I don't appreciate what you said earlier. I was thinking I said it this way, that way, and you say, but it's okay. It's gone past us. There's nothing we, we can do. But next time, have a way of seeing it better or take a better stance to it. It is simple. I don't have to say, I don't like it. It's not good. I, do, I don't need to, to vent or let people know that somebody has done something wrong to me. By saying that, my mind is clear, let go, I move on. Because at the end of the day, what social being? You would meet with different kinds of people. But how you deal with your emotions is very important. And it's your responsibility. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can know exactly how you feel till you tell them. And that's the sad part of it. You know, a lot of time about people walk into um, my counseling room and we spoken and I keep telling them, uh, so how did you handle this? What did you do? What were you thinking of getting from it? So I, and then one of the things I wrote here is drink sensibly. Make sure that you hydrate all the time, take three. And drink sensibly means drinking healthy, healthy fruits, the food, the drinks that you take not the soda, the coke and the sugar all the time. Try to drink healthy. Take drinks that your brain can work with all the time. Excessive sugar damages your health. It leads to diabetes. Hydrate all of the time. Even if you're fasting like we are now in the redeemed Christian Church of God, make sure that you, you hydrate properly. And the one of the things I want is keep in touch. Don't always keep yourself shut away from people. Keep in touch, stay in touch. Even if nobody is staying in touch with you, if, even if nobody is calling you, don't pick offense and say, they're not reaching out to me. Stay in touch. Be available. And then if you find somebody around you that, is, that used to stay in touch, used to be available, not available again, check on them. Check on those people. Call them, look out for them. Let's learn to look out for uh, ourselves. Let's keep that habit. And next point is, Nobody is indispensable. Learn to take a break. For example, because I'm an entrepreneur and I work for myself, I don't work on Mondays. Number one, Mondays are overrated. I don't like Mondays. They have a witness in the house. If you don't like Mondays, like me, say hello. I need to hear your voices. If you don't like Mondays, like me, Mondays are overrated. I pastor a new church. So my Sunday is a work day like a full work day, morning to night. Mondays are overrated. I don't, so I don't work on Mondays. On Mondays, I sleep. And then I plan for the rest of, of the week. So what I do is Sunday night before I go to bed, I have a plan of what I'm doing for the rest of the week. I write them down. By God's grace, I have a new PA. So I write them down, I send it to my PA, notice down for me. And then, Monday are the days I reflect. So what did I achieve last week? Where should I improve? What can I do? Take a break, learn to have a day of you, even if you work nine to five. There are days that you should learn to leave work early and go home straight and relax. Those times you spend in the traffic, you can sleep, you can mind yourself, and don't take things to heart too much. Because at the end of the day, you are in the traffic, you will leave traffic five, four hours. For those hours you have spent, how well did you use them? Most times when I'm stuck in the traffic, I cross my leg, I sleep. After I wake up, I listen to messages, I read books, I make it of those times, and I keep my mind healthy. 
are not still bad and dampening the traffic is stressful and stuff. I get home still looking good. And they ask me, ah, just like all the traffic, you are still looking good. This is state of my mind. It's my heart posture. So the question I would ask you is, where do you, where is your heart posture at all times? Always learn to speak positive. Always learn to do positive. Condition yourself to act positive. You can do it. I believe in you. You can get to that point. I do it all of the time. No matter how bad the situation is, I condition myself to do positive. Now, do something you're good at. It's the next one. Do something you're happy about. Your job, your side hustles. Make sure it's something that you love to do and can give you a good drive. These are the things that will keep your mind healthy. That even if it's stressful, because you love to do it, your, your brain would secrete that um, hormone that will keep helping you push, getting to that point and achieving more. For example, I'm not just a psychotherapist. I'm, o- I'm also an agro consultant and I produce events. These are the three things that I love to do. And they say we should have at least four channels of income. You know, and the first thing that I, I do is I pastor. up. So first thing. And those and all those ones, they bring some sort of small income here and then when they come together, it's something. So I, 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 I do what, what I love to do, I pursue it, and my mind is healthy at all times. Today, before this meeting, I've had two speaking engagements, physical speaking engagements, and I'm here today, and I still have one more before the end of the day. I love what I do, I love helping people, I love reaching out. Do what you love. And then even if the job doesn't look like you love it, make yourself love the job. Pick an interest in what you do. There's always an interest in that job that you do that can keep you going till you get something better. Because I hear somebody in my face saying, well, I don't like what they do, but I'm doing it for the pay. I agree with you, but doing it for the pay. But all the same, pick an interest. Pick an interest in what you do. So, for example, there was a time in my life that I had to do an admin job. As much as I didn't really, 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 really love to do it, I developed my mind to help people. I mean, helping people is helping the organization stay within the limits of schedules, of plans. And I just kept doing it. Everybody was like, wow, you're good at it. But somewhere in my mind, I remember back in school, I didn't plan to study agriculture. I planned to study math, but I got shocked. And I remember my mom used to tell me that whatever is worth doing at all is worth doing well. So what did I decide to do? I decided I did it to open my heart to agriculture. And today, I'm an agro consultant. Open your heart. That's all it takes. Uh, before you gave your life to Christ, you didn't love Jesus as much. But as the journey went on, you know, you, you found out that, okay, this is the idea. No, number one, the, the next part is um, self-awareness. Accept who you are. Know yourself. Know yourself. Self-awareness. Know yourself. Know that I like color black. I like color blue. I like to eat your love. I don't really like to go out. I don't like stress. I pick the event that I go to. Be aware of yourself and love yourself. So nobody will push you around. Like for me, it is hard for anybody, anyone tell me come to an event. Because I pick the events I go carefully. I have two weddings today. But what I'm doing now is much more important to me than weddings. And these weddings are my very, very, very good friends. But at the end of the day, like I say, plus me, Minus me, the wedding will hold. You will join them to, to together. The best thing I did is after the wedding, in my little resources, 
I send them a small gift. And over time, people appreciate it. That I'm not present at your event doesn't mean that I don't wish you well, I won't pray for you, I don't want, want to happen, but I've learned to pick my priorities. And it keeps me sane and gives me a clear head. And I had already sent my friends a message. I may not make your event, and I've prayed for it. I, I prayed for them. I called them at five, um, for five, five a.m. We prayed together. We prophesied into the marriage. I don't have to be there. My head is clear. They are fine. They are getting married. I'm here. I'm doing what I love to do. Blessing lies. You know, so you need to get to a point where you have a mental clarity of the things you do. Then care for others. Care for others. Care for other people. Genuinely look out for people. Genuinely look out for people. Genuinely look for people as well. You know, then, of course, self-management. Self-management. How do you manage yourself? If you can manage yourself as a single person, you'll be able to manage yourself in marriage. Because all you need to do in marriage is to get to a common ground and a simple agreement. Managing yourself helps you to even manage your marriage. You have a direction, you have the skills. For example, today, my father-in-law is having his birthday today. I have a in-law that is getting married. After this talk, I'll go and join them. But first thing stop. I am managing myself. I am managing them. They are aware of what I do, and they understand what I do. I'm here, I'm calm, I'm fine, we're having this conversation. But learn to manage, once you learn how to manage yourself, you can manage your in-laws, manage everybody around you. Okay, the other, or, or the what about the social, aspect? know what is going on in your environment. And then I'll get a very salient point. Do not take in every, in every information you see on social media. Sift all the information that you get. Sift them. Sift them. I remember during the NSAT crisis, I had to look for um, legit, let me use that word, legit handles on Twitter to get valid information, what is real. Not just rumor there, rumor here that will dampen my spirit and make me feel bad. Legit information. Whatever you go and do online, try to look for original handles of the original sharers and ideal messages. Don't taking everything with it. For example, we heard that some people are dying, some shoot some people, and then two days later they'll come and say, they, they, they don't see me, I'm alive for them. Some people say, oh, all right, it's so sad, you have died, they shot you. Next few days, they'll just show up. They don't see me, I'm not dead though. If somebody has oh, the power, they'll kill him, and then you suffer shock and you die. And the guy comes online two, two days later and says, I'm still here, what happens to you? Be in charge of what gets into your mind. Take every information, check them. Be deliberate about your mental health. I'll say it again, be deliberate about your mental health. And then of course, on that social management activity, political, everything socially, know what is going on. And I'll talk with relationship management. Relationship management. I wrote here that, you know, you know how to develop and maintain good relationships, communicate 
clearly inspire and influence and influence others. Work well with in a team and manage conflicts properly. Communicate clearly. I remember when I first met my babe then, you know, I just said it clearly. We are in this relationship together. It is hundred hundred. Uh, I'm not here to do a favor. You are here to do a favor. We are here to do ourselves a favor. Build something. We develop a vision for the relationship. Where are we are going to marry? Yes. What do we want to achieve? We wrote it down. We want clear hundred hundred. So I'm not at the receiving end of. I must buy her this. I must take out. I must. If we must go out, should we go out? Can we afford to go out? Let's rather be nice and we agree together. I'm not under the pressure of I must buy um, something for her, see what my my my, my mates are doing. I must give her assurance. The assurance I'm giving her is integrity and the future that is set before us. And we can and that we can build something together. I'm not under that pressure of I must get money, I must, you know, buy I give Valentine we defined our Valentine goals. It doesn't really hold watchers. I didn't. I, I don't have to wait for February 14 to buy a gift. It boils down to my mental health. I'm not pressured. I'm not pressured, and she's not pressured either. And we are both working it out. You know, anytime I see something I I, I know she like, I pick it up. I buy the app, random. I don't wait till one special event. It's easy that way. So if she looked at it before the end of the year, I've gotten her quite a number of gifts than on than I just go one day and just buy one day. Ah, I must buy something. I must order. If she if I know that she likes chocolate cake, that we just order and send to her office at random. At my time, at my will. If I don't have money, I don't have if if, if I have I have. If if if, if, if I have money, I'll we'll decide what are we doing with this money? What are we buying with it? Are we investing? Are we shopping with it? Agreement on every basis. These things clear your head. It gives you a healthy mental health. You talk. When I do something she doesn't like, Sam, you have done this. Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't even defer to apologize. There's no ego. Ego does not give me a lot. If ego gives me a lot, I'll have the ego like this. But then I'm sorry, and then we move on from there. Because I see people that they live together, been married for 40 years, 35 years, I want that as well. I'm having a clear mental health to it. I'm not present. So there are different things that can trigger mental health crisis, challenges in people. And it stands from your life issues from age zero to age when you die. So you, so you have to watch the people you have um, around you, the communication, the friends, the relationships, your workspaces, your religious inclination. All, 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 all of these issues have a lot of issues. You have to put these things together. Like I said at the beginning, you are 100% responsible for your mental health. And how you handle issues, how you feel about them. And how you communicate is also important. So it goes a long way, a really, really, really long way. And for young people today, don't be under the pressure of what you want to wear, what you need to do, what you have to look like. Plan your days, plan your moments, plan the things that you do. Have simple budgets. Even if you earn 5K per month, 
planning that this festive amount to, I will be saving uh, 3,000, 2,000, whatever I want to buy within 2,000. And learn to appreciate or learn to understand dignity in labor. As I am, besides what I do, I tell only, I tell share water. Now, how do I sell in large quantities and in small quantities? Uh, Cadbury realized that they can sell more when they sell a fictional statue of one bitter. They made this available. They will hand more that way. So now, acquiring this knowledge is not enough. All that I said from beginning to now is not enough. What makes it um, fulfilling, what makes it awesome, is what you do after this session. It has taken your leaders to put together. They say, let's talk about maintaining a good mental health. Now, practicing it from tomorrow morning is what counts. Even from now, practicing what you have learned today. I'm sure some of you will take notes. Now, try to take them. Try to put them. Try to do them. It's very, very important, very, very key. I tell people all of the time, after they've gone through, you know, after they've come, they've attended the first, um, the first session of therapy, that whatever comes out of this therapy for you is equal to the effort you are putting into it. So my job is to cheer you on, encourage you, take the steps, practice, they, um, give you assignments, get feedback, track events for you. When you do the job of staying away from your phone, of managing your 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 social media time, so that you won't strain to seen pornography, and it won't get into masturbation, that, that will not become addictive. So you won't get into um, drinking, and it becomes addictive, because most of these things, most of this habit dampens your mental health. So, someone addicted to 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 different things has a little attention span to issue, and they lose interest very fast because you don't have enough sugar in your brain to sustain and fuel your interest in things that you want to achieve. And addiction, at the end of the day, the last stage is suicide. Because once you get into addiction, depression sets in because you keep doing in circles and you want to break and stop breaking. And the next thing you are, you are thinking of is taking your own life. And we've seen a lot of people gone through different mental health challenges. And they're taking their own life. Because nervous disorders and quite a number of things. So I'll, I'll look at your questions. So when you ask your questions, I'll be able to get to you directly. You know, and that will create a better level of impact if you understand. So, I shall be here to take your questions, ranging from different types of um, mental health issues, addictions. Let's talk about it. There's, we are no longer sugarcoating it. One of the, let me say, it, we have categories of people that are highly susceptible to mental health challenges. Now, the first category. I'll start from the list. The list categories are the LGBTQIA+, people that are struggling with their sexual identity. 
The next category is women. The most susceptible people is men. Because men are not expressive. We keep things a lot with bottles of the lot. So eight out of every ten men is going through mental health challenges and are able to take in their life. I'm saying that three out of four men commit suicide in a month. It's a valid statistic. 70% of inmates are in psychiatric homes. Amen. Women can talk, they can express themselves, but men don't. And have you wondered why we have more widows than widowers? Because men are earlier than women. Because they bought up a lot, they struggle to a lot. And we have more grandmas available than grandpas. And these are things that are in our environment that we should look out for. So people that are most susceptible to mental health crisis, I've mentioned them. So you will know. I can take action now. I let be that generation that would redefine and change this narrative. And it is challenging eight out of every 10 men. Yes, it's a very alarming data. I'm currently working on a project, you know, that's um, a study of uh, emotional expression and um, and uh, social support as an indicator for mental health challenges in men. For men, we have little or no social support that caters for us. Like we have a lot of women group, we, uh, women foundations, UN, USAID that support women and children. They have little for men, little or no social support. And, and as for emotional intelligence, we prefer to bottle up our issues and share with someone and get help till it leads to it, till it becomes a terminal or it leads to a terminal uh, uh, disease event in our life and we don't deal with it. And it's sad. And that's why some of us are working very hard to give help to men. So one thing that didn't come up in my profile is that I have I have a call to help men. I help women, of course, lots of women, pregnant men, children, teenagers. Now, besides men, side by side on that data, <laughs> excuse me, we have teenagers, young people, youth. But the data for young people just are rising lately. And we discovered that these things are based on the basic social needs of young people that they don't get lead them to this crisis. They're tired of life, tired of everything, they want to take their own life. And that's why we're talking about this as well. So, I'll pause here to take questions. Can you guys hear me? I'm not sure. I can't really hear anybody. Let me take it to my hearing device. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I can, I can hear you, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for the powerful session. Thank you, sir. I've been greatly blessed. And um, I'm really good. Greatly improved. Okay. So uh, it has been a powerful one for me. My notes have filled up already. Yeah. 
it has been um one of the most a few hours of um that I've utilized this start today and I'm glad I'm part of this session. So um it's time for us to take questions. If you have questions and you would like to ask the question, you can drop it in the chat board or you can unmute yourself and ask the question. Our questions around um, this very the topics and um, what we're talking about today. So, and the, the question time is open. Anyone with a question, kindly drop your question in the chat box, or you can unmute yourself and ask your question. Okay, um, I think I, I have a question, sir, if you can hear me. Okay, I can hear you, yeah. Okay, um, you know, okay. we, yeah. Now you open my eyes to see that, um, you know, stress, stress is um a key to our mental well-being and um what we eat as well can also contribute to that now um yeah. is there like um a particular kind of food we should eat that can help or how, how do we because now we in the world we are and our economy we say food is expensive food is expensive um is there a particular kind of food we should we should make uh, that this should be our diet regularly uh, well for me I, I just said okay uh, for me i just say eat healthy so um make sure that you have the right proportions of the six types of food in what you eat carbohydrates, protein, fat, and in the right proportion. See, you don't need to eat to be full, but eat sufficiently for what your body would use. And make sure that you take food and water regularly. Some of us, we, we do normal carbohydrate, protein, and we don't do food as we ought to be. I think that our food is quite expensive. We ordinarily can buy watermelon, but make sure you buy them, you take them home, you wash them in salt water. You know, to 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 disinfect them, just just to if the outside guy that sells it um has it um, um contaminated. You wash them with salt water, you should them and you eat. It's not really safe just by itself on the road and just consume. Get home, wash them with salt water, cut them in good shape, have a good time. If you can afford to buy a uh, a full uh, bowl of fruits of what watermelon, pineapple, and stuff. You can buy them bits, buy them bits, but we wash them when you get them in salt water. Disinfect, kills the germs, and you eat healthy. Hydrate. Don't always go for Coke, Fanta, and those things. You must hydrate. Go for soft, healthy drinks. You can make your own Zobo. You can make your own Tiger Nut. Just buy Tiger Nut, blend it, get out the juice you drink. It's that simple. We are, always think of things in large quantities. That's why we don't get to do it. But you know, if you are four, five, check out what's on there. Blend it, soak it in water. Blend it when you get home. Extract the juice. 
it's healthy for you to drink. And healthy snacks too, like dates, like chips. Plantains are healthy snacks, okay. like granola, like kulikuli. They don't have sugar. They are natural um, products that your body can use. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Sam. Yes. Sir. Okay. So we have um we have some questions in the chat box, and we have the first one from um from Kenne. She said um thanks a lot. Um, please. I recently noticed that I'm more forgetful these days. I tried thinking through through it personally, but it's not helping. I've also tried reducing workload and taking walks, but it does not seem to have large improvement. Do I need to exercise more patience with myself or do I need to get help for it? Yeah, you need to speak to a psychotherapist to be able to help you figure out what exactly the challenge is. Now, I can't do a direct um, diagnosis. So you have to be, maybe you just need to do just one session and then we just talk about it and then we, we figure it out and then you embrace probably a new, from what I can see here, you might just need to embrace a new lifestyle changes, basically, you know? So we can know what has changed or what is changing, what is responsible for you not putting things in mind. I won't say that you forget. You just don't put things in mind. There's something bothering you. There's something you, is there a goal or a target you want to achieve? that you so much have focused on it and you're not remembering other things that you used to. Is it a good or a bad distraction? We need to figure it out because distraction in, in itself is not harmful. It can either be good or bad. So picking those things out, you know, something that we should be able to pick out there. But I think you need to back up on your, on changes of, on lifestyle change and things that you have received. Do you work more than before? Do you work from home? You know, what, what, what are things as your expenses within? What is the trigger for you not um, remembering? You try thinking through personally. Of course, you need, some, you need some, um, somebody's brain to think with you as well. <laughs> so if after now, we can have a, we can have a session, it's just something we'll do Something we'll do on the WhatsApp audio calls and we'll pick it up. My gosh, Chris. And of course, you need to have be more patient with yourself. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, you, you said something about distraction um, is not harmful. Please, can you elaborate a little bit? Okay, so distraction is something that is taking your attention away from something you're doing. So it might be good or bad. So now, there are times that you are stressed and you have to walk and you need to take a break. So you need to be distracted to relax. You go and see a movie, do something and come back to it. A bad decision might be that you're trying to get through something and probably somebody is trying to, you are trying to hit a target, a timeline. And, some, and someone is trying to waste your time. That's a bad distraction. You know, so that's like this, this question itself is something that shifts your focus. Your focus might need to be shifted. You might be focusing on the bad thing, on the negative things. I, I don't know, just taking a, a side look and change things for you. Probably you are trying to solve something and your focus is here. I'm not looking for it here. But just someone say, hey, look here. 
and then look at uh, find the, the solution at the other part. That's a good distraction that solves the problem. Okay, okay. Wow. Yes, <laughs> Thank you so much. No, uh, to, to, to be learning that distraction is actually not entirely bad. Wow. So we are in a climb where um, we attach negativity to every word. That is mm. Africa, Nigeria. Every word we attach a negative sentiment to it. But the word itself from the English dictionary was not designed negatively. So when mm. people say stuff to you, you try to, that's why you need to open your mind and come out from, from the box. Most of us are in the box. And because we are in that box, we don't think beyond death. So you need to begin to step out of that box and think outside the box and think better. Okay, so. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Um, very great. Welcome. But, um, one more question. And this person says, please, what can we do individually and collectively to create more awareness for mental health issues? Okay, individually, um, in, 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 individually you can talk to people one-on-one, -on -one. you can have personal campaigns for it, talk about, uh, uh, about it on your status, on your WhatsApp status, on your uh, Instagram handle, Twitter, personally, but collectively as a group, you can tell it's okay, we're doing a series this month on mental health challenges in women, in men, in children, in the 21st century, um, people, uh, mental health challenges in the church. You can decide to do a series on it and talk about it. It, it, it can be a talk show, it, it, it can be a Zoom um, meeting that we're having in various ways to keep spreading the message. You can even decide to make sure to do a campaign in church that this month is our mental health month. So every Sunday in church, we stand outside the church, you create a stand, you know, where people can come and talk to them. You can invite uh, professional counselors to church and say, for the next one month after service, you are, we are giving people access to free professional counseling, free therapy, so that after service, people that plan, they want to seek free therapy. You create an, a strong awareness in the church for that, you know, you do um, articles or flyers, you paste it everywhere in the church. Things you can do, steps you can achieve. You print them out, you put them around. You know, your social media talks about it. Everybody in church is aware. And you are even giving free help to church. There's so many things you, you can do. You can tell it's okay, I'm bringing my friends to together. Let me look for a professional counselor that can partner with us on this issue, and let's do something. So there are quite a number of things that can be done, tons and tons and tons of things to push the conversation. You can invite people to even stories of mental health struggles, how they pull through, how they want. Me, I got, I got stories. I have people that can tell stories with you as well, and you'll learn. You know, and then before you know it, a lot of people are stepping out. One of the things we are doing in the pastor six family of Africa for the past month since August Convention is to push the narrative. So the next stage will be to, for people to share their life stories. This was where I was, this is where I am today, and how I'm getting help, and I'm a believer, because there's something called faith-based counseling, there's a way we go. 
about it and people get help. Quite a number of things you can do. You can go to a, a, a YouTube channel. People love stories. They will go there and watch it and they will learn. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I can see something here. Yeah, that, um, okay, Lisa, you mentioned social awareness. But for a, a lot of people, news is a direct cause of their mental stress. I have some friends who are not directly affected by the entire protest, but they have to go for mental help for it. What is the solution to this? Like I said earlier, the solution is people should see and know that everything that falls on, on the internet, on the social media, on the news is not valid until it is proven. So you try to pick out what you hear and then set your heart, set your mind, your heart posture to, to realize that the world is going through a terrible phase and terrible things are happening. So if you have, and make an, have a habit of speaking to a counselor once a month, even for me as a professional, I speak to a colleague once a month, we talk about issues, I exhale, I pour it all out. It is, so it is very good that these guys went to speak to someone or get mental health for it, which they should. And throughout this period of the SR stuff, I didn't keep it to myself. I have different platforms for uh, counselors across Africa. By God's grace, I'm a member of the African Network of Professional Counselors. When we spoke there, we talked about it. There we have counselors around the table. We talk about these issues. And we hold our hands, we reach out that this is what I'm passing through in my mind. I cannot have a focus. I feel bad. I get nightmares. I see stuff in my dreams. What do I do? And a lot of people say we see the same thing, but the first thing is stay away from the news. It is okay if you cannot listen to the news. It is okay if you cannot stand Twitter. Stay away um, from there. You know, ask people close to you about things that are, that, that are happening, it's okay. Stay um, away from pictures and videos. If you're not mentally strong, to absorb them. That's why they put, they put this in before you see those pictures. Uh, if you're not mentally them, don't click okay, don't stick it. So it, um, <laughs> a lot of us started doing that. I myself, I stopped going online, seeing pictures of the Lexi, Masaka and all. You know, I just decided not to. And my sleep improved. I slept well. You know, so it's a deliberate step on my own path to see what I do. I spend my time more, my time to relax more, seeing movies. I love seeing movies. And I think kind of movies that I see. You know, I listen to um, messages. I take work. I go out. I chat with friends, colleagues in this field. I reach out myself, which you should do as well don't bottle things up. We all saw it together, we're all passing through it together. You are not alone. We all saw it live on uh, on the DJ's um, Instagram page. We all watched it. You know, and of course there are people that I, I that couldn't see it. I can even show my um, some of my siblings and my mom because she and to bring shock to them. So we're just in bad of that. She didn't even, even watch it. It was officially that when CNN showed their own party. Ah, so this is how I put it. I didn't even know me. I couldn't even get who. 
you don't have to see it. So you need to be conscious of people around you too and help them have a good mental health, especially if they are elderly. You know, so you need to get to that point as well. You need to know that your heart, see, if you have to cry, cry. If you have to shout, shout, exhale, pour out that emotion. Don't bottle it up. Afterwards, you feel relieved. Why do you think that people, um, people are relaxed or, uh, after they cry? Or they sleep, or children, because it's therapeutic. You have eat out, you just relax, you just sleep, and you're good. So, just a part of the thing that you can do, you know, to get help. Most excellent. I also went for the hotel too. I went out as well. But each time I come, come back home, I tell myself, Nigeria will be fine, Nigeria will be good, we'll pull through. Positive speaking. Positive confession all the time to go the long way. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you so much, sir. <laughs> you reiterate on the fact that if you have to cry, cry. The thing just sank. I, I was reading a book today that was talking about um, people saying real men don't cry. Uh, and the author was saying, no, it is plastic men that don't cry. Real men cry. Right. You have the right to express your emotions you have so i was somewhere um, at the time a teenager a, a boy was going to cry i mean i like let him I, I, like, he had the right to express his uh, emotion let him cry and the boy had the good time crying mm. he had a good time crying that's one of the things that i do when people come in for session and they need to cry i give them the floor express yourself be free what you will continue because <laughs> After they finish crying, their head is clear. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I think... I hope we've learned something. I hope you've learned something. Yeah, we've learned, we've learned a lot. We've learned so much. I personally have learned so much. So, so much. Uh, and I, I still have one, one more area where I want you to um, expand a little bit for us. Okay. Uh, you talk about um, sexual identity and how it affects the, um, the sexual identity of the youth. Can you expand on that area a little bit? That's a large topic, but I'll just pick it briefly. There's a way that has connected your sexuality to your identity. That's why some people feel that they are attracted to a male or um, human species like them and inform who they are. Same for them, okay, like along that place. Now, most of these things do not just happen. Some people will say there are two schools of thought for that. Eh? Some people would say that, excuse me, some people would say that um, they were born that way. Some would say that uh, issues of life led them to that. But I can tell you, Robertson, that there's really no one born that way. Something has gone wrong with the formative years for them to believe this is who they are. And what, whatever went wrong can be made right. And by the grace of God, I've seen people in that flex. I've seen people in that flex come around. But it's a long process. And it's a painful one. But they came around at the end of the day. So my point exactly is, because of the struggle for identity, that happens in the mind. You know, they are mentally not as balanced as they should be. 
and they struggle all of the time. They push, they push, they push to have a say to express themselves. And come to think of it, the fact that people do not accept who you are around you, the fact that you can't go to church like every other person, the fact that you can't do things like every other person, you are not accepted alone can drive you crazy. Now, the fact that people see you are hurt and different and you are ostracized, you are pushed in the, in the corner and then people hate you, homophobic, homophobia. That's one of the things I said during the November Holy Ghost Service, which says edition that Christ has not taught us to hate. Homophobia is equals to hate. Now, we, could, we should draw from the template of the woman by the well and the adulterous woman. The adulterous uh, woman was caught in the very act. Jesus asked them, if they are not in before, cast the first stone. But we, we further saw a story in the Bible as we went for that. She became an evangelist, preaching the gospel of Jesus, running down and up. That is a, a state of recovering from, the, from our addiction and embracing lifestyle changes. So one of the things that helps in recovering from mental health struggles is lifestyle changes. And it is something that I'll keep in. So one of the first things we look at when we need to help people is where do you live, who do you stay with, tell me about people around you. And if I most times it's always, uh, I will tell them you need to get a new environment, have a new space. I have a friend that has to leave Lagos. Because Lagos was becoming too stressful for him mm. and was affecting his productivity at work. So he had to move to Oshogo, quiet companies. And today he's doing fantastically well. He's married. Who says you have to live in Lagos to be productive and to be impactful? So, my point exactly is for the LGBTQ folks, there are a lot of struggles that they go through as individuals. And they are susceptible to taking their own life because everything in the world seems to be against them. And that's why they are coming together as a force to have a community, to have a thing, to have a place. And, it's, and in this climate in Africa, it's not what can be physically expressed. I say, this is who I am. We can say outside. 14 years, the government has placed 14 years uh, sanction on it, imprisonment. And that is why they are susceptible to taking their own lives and killing themselves because the struggle in their mind is, can become fear as it is. And that's why when people like that are working for accounting, we first find out who they are, their love for God and everything, and then we, get, we give them help. And quite a number of them have been recovered because a good number of these people are product of sexual abuse as children. And, and like the saying goes, an abused child becomes a broken adult. So an abused boy becomes a, a broken man. An abused woman, an abused girl becomes a broken woman. And like one of the things I said during the convention, when we address this um, topic of um, abuse, that we should not negate the fact that boys get abused. The only noise that we make on social media is for the female abuse. But there is an untold story, an unmade noise for male gender abuse. So the more you, the same way you watch over the girl child should be the same way you watch over the boy child. Because once the boy child is abused, it, 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 
tampers with his identity, he goes up to become somebody else entirely that struggles with his sexuality and wants to be accepted. Do you understand? And these are things that we seldom talk about. And we are bringing it to the church because we are no longer shying away from the fact that these things are in the church. And that's why, by the grace of God, during the November Hollywood service, at the national level, we talked about it. LGBTQIA+. Because there's an IA+, to it that people don't know about. Those that are uh, aligning and those that have accepted it. Those that are fine with them. And it's already in the church. There are workers in the church, which is not meant to be. How do they get help? Do we pursue them? Do we chase them and say, go, 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 go? The church is meant to give help to them. The church is like an hospital. They're meant to find healing in the church. And like we said, the church needs to create structures, platforms for them to find help. And that is one of the ways we are open and praying that the church will arise you know, to this occasion. So I think I've said enough, except you have specific questions you want to ask around this, then I would explain. Okay. I, I think you've said it all. Very insightful. Very, very insightful. And we're, we're very grateful, as I said earlier on, for this um, powerful session. It's a privilege being part of this session. Thank you once again. Uh, You're welcome. If you have enjoyed this session, please just say thank you to Mr. Samuel Adebowale for giving us this session for free. You know, it's it's a rare privilege. Uh, you know, just as he said, even people, everyone needs um, counseling once in a while. Even he, at this stage, he still have um, someone that he submits to for counseling. So, you know, people that understand what counseling means or what counseling does to their life, they, they pay lots out lot of money to get cancelled. I, I, I was listening to some Ademi of recent of how he was saying he, he spent expensive money for his counselor. And he meets with him 15 minutes. Just 15 minutes. He meets with him once in every three months. Yeah. That's the so challenge you have in this part of the world. If you can, if you can see someone like that, if someone like that is, is, is also looking for a counselor, imagine that means uh, we, we need more than one counselor exactly. to, to, to really get to that, to, that, to that place. Thank you. Thank you so much um, for the eye-opening session. We are more than grateful. Please, can, can you kindly drop your um, Twitter um, and um, Instagram so that we can um, follow you and also ask other questions uh, if there are other questions that will come up. So that we can have as many people as possible follow you. All right. Okay. Um, thank you so yeah. much once again. Um, we are very, very grateful. You are welcome. Uh, you can see uh, our people are saying thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, we learned a lot. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank welcome, you. Welcome. Welcome. God bless you, sir. I've learned a lot. Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Okay, so as we plan to bring this um, session to a close, um, Mr. Samuel is gonna drop his, um, his handle on the chat box so that we can follow him. 
on um, is Andrews. Um, we'd like to round up with a closing prayer. So do you have um, any other thing to say as we round up? Uh, no, I do not. I just dropped my my Instagram uh, handle so that anybody can drop me a message there and my WhatsApp number, my official WhatsApp number, so that we can actually um, talk afterwards. Okay. So okay. I'm doing that already. So for my it's strictly a WhatsApp line and can only get across to me anytime from 9 p.m. That's when I do my extra <laughs> Okay, okay. All right. So for as many people that have questions that um, you, you see uh, areas where you still need clarity or you still have one or two things you'd like to talk to, you can pick up uh, the Andrews or the number and you can reach him and I trust him to do justice to your questions and grant you more clarity. And I'm, I'll drop my, I'll drop, I'll drop an email address that can be used to. Okay, okay. And if we want to book a session, like maybe we want you to come um, speak somewhere, how do we go about that? Like, in case I want you to come speak somewhere, I want to book a session. Um, I've got my number already, so you can just drop, drop me a message and you can talk to Tokumbo. Okay. The talks, and then we'll pick it up from there. Okay, beautiful. Okay. okay. So I've dropped, I think I've dropped everything I need to drop. Your email, okay. Send me a mail either, yeah. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Sister Kenneth Chuki, can you please um, say the closing prayer for us? Hello, everyone. Thank you for the closing prayer. And thank you so much, sir, once again. Thanks for... Um, You're welcome. Thank you, too, for typing. I don't mind if I can get... A PDF, a PDF file of all that I've said sent back to me. I'll be grateful for that. Thank you for tapping them out.
Once again, sir, we're very grateful. All right, thank you everyone for joining us on this session. I can see uh, it has been a powerful one, and um, we all enjoyed it. Yes, yeah, someone was saying, someone is saying something. <laughs> 